the focus for us at least has been on Google because of what it produces in the grand scheme of what we're trying to accomplish. People's right. attention is in Google. If they're going to search for you, they're going to search for you on Google. They're not going to search for you on Facebook. Um, they might want to creep on you on Facebook, but that's a whole different story. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Welcome to another episode of Level Up, the podcast for realtors. I'm Daniel. I'm here with Katie, and we are going to take a little bit of an escape from what realtors might be used to, which is talking about ourselves, because this is all about the opposite of that in this episode. And this is about other people who talk about us. And I mean that in a good way, not in a gossipy, weird, behind our back sort of thing. Today, we are talking about reviews for your real estate business, the good, the bad, the ugly, if there is any, and everything in between. I hope not. If you're getting ugly and bad reviews, then maybe that's uh, even more reason why you need to be listening to this podcast. So welcome once again. And as always, be sure to uh, give us a follow and perhaps a review when you're done listening to this episode. Yes. And uh, let's jump right into it. That's right. So we wanted to talk about this topic simply because it is such an important aspect of growing our business. And I think like we really wanted to focus on Google as the review platform of choice, just because as consumers ourselves, and I'm sure every everybody out there is kind of similar, whenever you're looking for somebody to hire, most people default to Google and most people start looking at all of those reviews on the right side of the screen uh, to see who they should hire. Yeah. I, I would argue that this is one of the most important forms of lead gen that is out there and people don't even think about it. When everyone's talking about getting leads and, and how to advertise and how to market, there is absolutely no better way to market yourself than to leverage the words of other people yeah. talking about you in a positive light, because that is, I don't know of a person who doesn't check reviews in any service. If they're curious about something and don't know somebody or have a go-to, that is the way people source uh, new suppliers and new places that they do business with in today's world. Yeah. And I think a few years ago, a lot of us struggled with where, where do we direct people? What platform do we put it on? Do we put it on our Facebook page? But recently, well, I don't know how recently it was, Facebook has changed so that you're simply recommending. You're not really giving like a rating and it's not as fulsome as it used to be. Um, but there's also- I like that word. I really fulsome. like the word fulsome. <laughs> Glad you like it. Um, yeah, so- there's Facebook, there's, um, you know, there's like rank my agent in the States. There's like a lot more, like I think Zillow has one. Um, so there's all of these different sites. So it's like, where do you direct people? Um, but I think Google as probably expected has kind of come out in the lead in terms of like reviews and where people go to 
to uh, find more out more about you and and what people are saying about you. Yeah, and Google is, as everybody knows, it's the world's biggest search engine and most popular search engine. And a lot of people again pay for SEO and pay for ways to move up the rankings. And it is of all the different things people talk about with the algorithm, one thing that is certain and has been confirmed by Google is that more reviews and positive reviews will positively impact your search rankings with yeah. Google. So it's definitely all about the words on the page and being able to build your, your image and brand and reputation by leveraging these reviews. But a nice byproduct at the same time is the fact that it's also moving you up the page when people type in real estate agent Vaughn or whatever it is that they're doing. It's another free way to positively impact your SEO, which is search engine optimization for all the people like us who aren't really techie. That's right. And you said positive reviews. Um, and, and, you know, over time, as you accumulate more reviews, you may get a negative review. Um, and, and that's kind of something that people are really afraid of. But one thing that you can put a positive spin on that is if you respond to that review, if it's like bogus, that's one thing you can try to report it and, and get it removed. But if it's an actual review that isn't as great as you would hope, um, a great way to respond to that is just to address the issue and and just go at it head on. And to be honest, like when I'm looking at consumer reviews for other products and services, if I see that the owner or the company responded and tried to work it out, it doesn't impact me as a negative review. I'm like, okay, well, at least they're responsive. They tried to fix the issue. So don't be afraid. I think a lot of people are afraid to put, you know, that Google my business page out there and, and have those ratings available because people are going to come at them with some negative stuff sometimes. Right. But responsiveness is a huge thing, especially when yeah. there's a lot of concern out there that people are doing things like buying reviews or putting up fake reviews yeah. or things like that. So to see something that's a little more real here and there, and to your point, you don't want a page riddled with negative reviews that you're responding to, but the quickness of the response, the clarity of the response. Um, I'll give you an example, like right now, and this, like I said, is with every industry, people are using reviews to help determine who they're going to work with. We just did it with our backyard renovation. Right now I'm doing it with um, a boarding place for our dog, right? We're mm -hmm. looking to find somebody who will be reputable to board our dog. And I found one that had a lot of good reviews and I've reached out and it's been three days with no response hmm. and the lack of response almost has me question the validity of the reviews because other people who had a few and eh reviews, but were always kind of back and forth on it. When I've reached out to them, they've been back to me right away as well. And that's a very important, it's not the only important aspect of things, but it's helping shape my impression of each person I'm reaching out to and whether or not you take it to the next level with them. Absolutely. Yeah. No response time, I think is just, uh, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you in that statement. Well, thank you for putting <laughs> your whole heart into it. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got some, I've got a couple of stats. I'm not normally a stat guy. But oh, look at the, you coming up the, with the stats. I know. Well, the more I was looking into this, 
because like we said, like we do this, everyone does this. And I know we're not the only ones, but it helps to actually put into perspective how valuable Google reviews are. One thing, and these are all from take your pick of studies and many of them might've been commissioned by Google. I'm sure they're behind a lot of these to help big up their own reviews. Yeah. But, But even taking it with a grain of salt, a couple of things. Number one, people are 88% as likely to trust a Google review as they are to trust a personal referral from somebody that Hmm. they know. And as we all know, personal referrals are the mecca of getting business. You want people you've dealt with or people you know you to tell people who trust them to go with you or good things about you. Google reviews are from people generally that people don't know. And mm-hmm. 88% of them are as likely to trust that. Um, another thing that was interesting to me is that on average, would-be purchasers will read a minimum of 10 of your reviews before mm. actually deciding or, or before being content one way or the other with what you're like. So yeah. that speaks to not hanging your hat on I've got two or three positive reviews. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about it yourself. I mean, I'm like that too. I don't just read one or two and they're positive and say we're good. Like uh, often I will sort by bad reviews. Also, I'll read Mm -hmm. a couple of the bad ones to your point. I'll see what the response was, but I'll definitely read six, seven, eight for anybody for anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then, you know, talking specifically about, Google and having your whole my business account behind that working in the background. Google has put so many other extras into that where you can really add to your whole business page. Um, Because again, if you're looking at reviews and you're seeing a company with zero pictures, you know nothing what they're about. You don't even see like a picture of like the outside of their build. Well, Google will put that in automatically for you, but like there's just Mm -hmm. nothing there except for just the reviews, like a couple of reviews, um, I'm less likely to consider hiring that company versus one that has at least a few pictures, but Google allows you to upload a considerable amount of pictures into your profile. So that's another thing that I think is really, really important. And it's not just like, think about it kind of like as your, your Facebook page or your Instagram account, like, you know, or, or your website. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like upload pictures of some of your just solds or your just listeds and, you know, the cust- the clients that you're working with, especially if a client is willing to upload a picture um, of them or their house or whatever. Like think about when you go to Amazon or even Wayfair, like if I see a picture of that product in somebody's house versus the one that's perfectly lit and beautiful from the actual company, um, I'm more likely to consider that product if it's something that looks attractive to me in another setting. So it's a little bit different when it comes to an agent, but it's kind of similar wavelength where if somebody's willing to put a picture of them like with their agent or in front of their house, that's huge. Yeah. And okay. And so let me just take a quick step back for everybody who's listening. You're an independent realtor and you're thinking to yourself, well, what good is it to me if I create a business with my brokerage name? That's not what we're talking about here. Okay. So if you have not yet created a business account with Google, this isn't something that costs money. 
Um, but it is required to receive Google reviews. You need to have a My Business profile. And as yeah. far as I understand, all you require for that is an address that's associated with the business. I'm right. pretty certain. Yes. So if you want to put your brokerage's address, I believe a lot of people do that. So you might see multiple businesses from an address. Mm. Um, and like Katie said, that's probably more likely than putting your home address because you don't want Google to be centering people on your house and you don't want yeah. your house to be where people think your business is. Right. Um, but once you've done that, there are so many tools. Katie just talked about a lot of them, whether it's photos, whether it's your reviews, and the more of them you leverage and use, they're there to build your business, but they're also all, like I said before, building your search engine optimization. They're making you appear to be what you want the world to see. They're equipping you with the tools you need to present yourself in the best possible light. And at the same time, helping people find you easier, which is exactly what you want. Yeah. Exactly. And if we're going off stats here, because I didn't know you were actually going to throw in stats. Oh, I, but... I've, got, I've got more, but. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, I just wanted to talk about like going back to um, like photos and how important those are. So um, some stats, I, and it seemed like a reputable website that I was looking at, but um, I mean, this is kind of like the percentages are kind of ridiculous, but it just goes to show you how important photos are. Um, so if you have photos on your Google My Business page and people are seeing them, um, it's 520% more likely that you'll get more phone calls from people, from customers, because they see your pictures. Um, you'll get almost just under 1,100 more visits to your website on a monthly basis. And if you geotag your photos, little pro tip, um, it kind of allows you to legitimize your local focus. So if you have um, a focus in, I don't know, Oakville, for example, Oakville, Ontario, then um, you geotag those photos and that shows people that you are actually working within that area. Like, how about, what did you say? 506%? 565% more geez. phone call. No, sorry, free. 520% more phone calls if you... Oh have photos. Oh, it's only I mean, 520. 565, I would have been convinced. But I mean, anything more than 100. I mean, I guess it's just like a shit ton more. <laughs> it's basically well, yeah, that's the what summary the on that. Translates to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, but, so, yeah. so, okay. So you now have built your business page. You've got the ability to get reviews. And now is the most important thing, which is actually getting them. Because yes. reviews, we can, we can attest to this. When you, it's like anything else. If you're not actively pursuing the reviews, they don't just organically come to you, right? Yeah. There's the one-off person who will seek you out and write a review, which is fantastic. Or they might click the like button on your business. But it is crucial that you are asking for these reviews. And there's a lot of ways to do it. I think we can maybe go back and forth or talk a bit about the different mechanisms that people can use to get them. But at its yeah. core, every version of what we're about to say is asking for it. You need right. to prompt your, whoever it is, clients or otherwise to write you a review. Um, and yes. I'll throw in one more stat that is, is also uh, tied to this, which is 86% of consumers are willing and happy to write a review. Hmm. 
Wow. So that's almost nine out of 10 people that you ask will do it if asked. And from experience, I would say that that's pretty accurate. And admittedly, yeah. this podcast itself is a kick in my ass to go back to all the people I haven't asked. And there's lots of yeah. them to, to write a review. Um, yeah. Well, and timing is key, right? Like I've just mm -hmm. realized this people, at least my clients are more likely to jump on the review if the deal, if the, if the offer just firmed up versus they just closed because when they've just closed, they've got so much other stuff going on that they just, it just flips their mind and they just don't bother doing it. Um, and then you have to kind of do that awkward follow-up. Whereas I find people will just automatically do it. If it's like, congrats, you've closed. It's amazing. And then like the next day, just like, Hey, by the way, do you mind, you know, giving me a review of your experience working with me? Like that is far more, um, like that, that's a much more successful approach for me, at least, um, than waiting until that closing day. So when you do it, speaking of ways that we ask, do you do it? You firmed up and you're with them. Do you do it in an email? Does it depend yeah. on the relationship? Uh, email or text probably. Cause I can, with, with Google, my business, you can send them that link direct to that review page. So it's so simple for them just to do. Um, so that's how I normally do it. I'll just send them a text. However, I normally communicate with them, but if it was in person or by phone, it would be kind of hard to set, direct them properly. Yeah. And the link is just what's so huge is to yeah. be able to send somebody a button they click so that they're not searching you up or potentially yeah. if I was to send a message to someone and said, say something like, Hey, I'd really appreciate a review. It's just as mm -hmm. likely they leave a review for our brokerage, which is fine. Yeah. Versus just myself, unless I actually direct them to here's where you can review me. And actually right now I still ask them to review the brokerage. I don't, ask people to review me yeah but that's well, a, different a different situation for us yeah 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 it really depends on what your objective is um but because of the link it does give you the opportunity to leverage the ask in a lot of different ways you could be creative and have a button on your email signature that yeah. says leave reviews now again just having a button on your email or having a button on your website that's not asking people right that's just yeah. a button that's there. And I don't think there's definitely not the same. I don't have the stat for how many people leave a review when not asked versus asked, but I would guess it's close to your 525% difference yeah. or more. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I, I wouldn't leave someone a review. I don't think unless I was really loving them unless yeah. they asked. Well, one thing I've started to do is because it's such a breath of fresh air when you are dealing with really great agents on the other side of a transaction, um, I have started leaving them a review, not like they haven't asked me to do it, but I just think it's a really nice thing to do because we're constantly um, wanting to do like, you know, wanting to, to give each other feedback and, and just wanting to build up our reviews. Um, so you know, give other people a review and it might inspire them to give you a review or you could ask them for a review as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like what was your experience? So it doesn't just have to be your own clients. Um, there's so much other opportunity out there. Like obviously don't pay people to uh, give you reviews if they haven't worked <laughs> right. with you, but 
I mean, uh, the agent on the other side of a transaction is working with you very closely. Um, and they would be a very good, you know, if they're open to sharing positive reviews about like their competition, if they see it that way, um, then that's great. Like I think getting those reviews is just as good. Right. It's, it's reviews are speaking to your character. They're helping people get to know you and it doesn't just have to be your clients. It doesn't just have to be colleagues. It can be your suppliers. It could be stagers you work with photographers you work with. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to like call all your childhood friends and family members and ask them to review you, but people who can speak to things and people who can speak specifically in their reviews to aspects of what the work was that you did with them or what that positivity is about. There's a lot more value in getting a review that says, you know, Katie helped me and my husband find our first home in a really stressful situation. She took us on showings. She calmed our nerves. She gave us great this, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, the more specifics that actually reinforce what the experience was like beyond it just being like an eBay review, like great seller, 100% A plus, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. That, that's positive. It's better than not having a review, but the impact of the story and the specifics goes a lot farther with people who are reading these reviews and trying to get to know you. Right. Yep. What are your thoughts on people writing the review for their clients? Because I've heard of people doing that. Uh, I'm okay with the idea of trying to help someone put their review into words if they ask Mm. for it. If they say, I really want to write you a review and here are the things I want to say, but I'm really bad with words could you help me out? I think that's okay. I'm not a big fan of having something prepackaged and sending it to someone saying, Hey, would you mind posting this? Right. Even if they've said they're going to leave you a positive review, I wouldn't respond to that with cool. Would you mind if I write it for you? Right. I think it's only in a situation where you're asked by someone who's genuinely maybe nervous. They're going to say the wrong thing or, whatever. But even then I would ask them, well, what is it you'd like it? Like, what is the point you're trying to get across? Not just, Hey, great. I'll write the most amazing thing about myself ever. I don't think that's helpful, but I'm okay with writing it. If they, if they ask, if they ask. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that that's, do you agree or? Yeah, I do. I think so. I think, yeah, it, it goes a little too far when you're, when you're templating reviews for your for your clients because it obviously needs to come from a play like a personal um aspect versus or perspective versus kind of like a generic like this is what he did for me blah 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 yeah at 9 46 you took me on a showing and it was good Um, (laughs) thank you well i i've even seen as i went down this review rabbit hole there's people and i'm not a fan of this but there's people who have created their own how to leave me a review videos Hmm. that they'll actually send out to people. One thing Hmm. that I do like as an idea though, uh, which we don't do, I don't think you do it. I definitely don't do it is to have almost as part of your post-mortem of the deal, like a survey or something Hmm. to that effect that helps build yourself and just asks questions about the experience. But then within the survey, if you're comfortable leaving a review or if I'd love if you could leave a review to reinforce this 
on my Google page, here's a link, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a hybrid of I'm trying to build myself and be better for my next clients, but at the same time, tell the world, right? It mm -hmm. almost helps bridge the gap so that it's not just a, Hey, go tell everybody. It's tell me. And then if you're comfortable, tell everybody else as well. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, knowing about yourself, like just how you are, because you, because you can be very, you can have your blinders on and not really under, like know how you present yourself in front of clients, how you are in particular situations and we can always do better. So if, if you can get kind of that perspective from other people, I think that that's always really good. Yeah. Well, this is an opportunity to improve, right? It's yeah. not, it's not just I want to look good everywhere. Yeah. I mean, the, the base, I guess, is you want people to see you in your best light and you want it to help with search and all that. But negative feedback is still feedback. And we talk about yeah. this all the time. You can grow from that. And you have mm -hmm. to look at it all as this is real things people are saying about the experience they had with you. So learn from it and respond yeah. to it and address it and use it as a way to improve yourself. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Fulsome. <laughs> that, was, that, um, was a, that was a fulsome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other thing that Google recently did with the, my business account is allow you to do uh, the post. Did I already talk about this posts? No, I don't think I did. Pictures. No, jump. No. Posts. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hoping I'm not saying the same thing that I already did. No, but posts is another thing, which I think is very interesting. And um, I think if you can put up one post a week, it doesn't have to just be just listed, just sold. It could just be like, um, I'm out, like basically like take something that you put on your Instagram account or your Facebook page um, and, and put it onto Google as well. Um, and just updating, like it's about the updates, like however often you're updating uh, your page, it just allows you to search higher up in the algorithm and, and allow people to see you better. So um, I definitely recommend that. Like go, if you haven't yet, build it first, build that Google My Business page. I think it's google.com slash my business. I'm just making this up. So don't even sounds, sounds just right. say, just say Something Google like my that. business, Google, Google my business and you will find it. So that's probably the better way to do it. But um, if you haven't built it, built it, build it. And if you've already built it, go there and actually see what tools are available to you because like, it's a complete, like, it's not just like reviews or update your address. It's like posts, photos, um, about your business, like give a little uh, bio about who you are and what you do. Um, there's that option as well. So there's fill it out, just complete it. Well, th think about how frustrated you get when you're searching for businesses and all these things that pop up just seem incomplete. And that yeah. is a turnoff to me if there's, I mean, it's not always if there's not a website. Sometimes it's just, this isn't telling me anything. This is just a name and an address. And maybe there's a review or two but it's impactful. Each one of these tools, Google does not market themselves as a social media platform and they're not. However, the stuff you're talking about is building a social media type environment for your business. It's allowing you to do all the things and you can take these same concepts and you can apply them to the other platforms. If you've got a Facebook um, business page, if you've got a LinkedIn business page, They've all built 
sort of mirror image approaches to the way that they run businesses. They just put a focus on different things and an emphasis on different aspects. Instagram is going to be focused on the imagery. Facebook is going to be a little bit more about the posts and the interaction, but they've all got the ability to build up your reputation in different ways. So understand what platform you're on and what the, the approach is and what types of people are looking at it and for what, but we're focused on Google here because when we're talking about reviews and the value in getting them, and we've asked people too, to put reviews on multiple platforms, like you can tell someone, hey, if you've really got the time, sure, pop, pop a review on our Facebook page as well. That would be great, right? But The focus for us at least has been on Google because of what it produces in the grand scheme of what we're trying to accomplish, which well, is and more where, people finding yeah. us. Where the attention is. People's right. attention is in Google. They're not, I, I don't think many people are going to your Facebook page and um, searching. If they're going to search for you, they're going to search for you on Google. They're not going to search for you on Facebook. Um, they might want to creep on you on Facebook, but that's a whole different story. So go true. where the attention is. That's, that's, that's the main key here. Um, and I was going to say something else. Now I forget. I, I can keep oh, talking. Oh, no. Go for it. Um, like, and just speaking of like how each platform is designed for something different. Um, it doesn't mean you have to recreate things or like come out with a new post on Google because you've put different things on there. Just take for what you've been doing on other platforms. And like, if you have like in your calendar, like put in a, a LinkedIn post once a week, um, just add it as well to Google. Um, because I think that that's going to really just allow you to do it efficiently. And it's going to address that consistency thing. Yeah, which is what we we'll forever make sure we mention at least once in every podcast episode is consistency yeah. and understand how valuable your time is. And when you're duplicating efforts, just because you haven't created efficiencies, the quicker you address that, the quicker you're going to be able to breathe a little bit more and focus on the stuff that is your business building stuff. Like this yes. is building your business, but this is the stuff that, in a lot of ways is reactionary in a lot of ways is it's not your hands dirty stuff. This is when you can sit down and schedule out what you do. And as far as the timing goes, which we sort of touched on as well. And you had mentioned, you know, when things firm up uh, potentially is an important time to ask. It is crucial that you are in the moment with people to get a useful and valuable review because they're going to be able to draw on their experience a little bit more specifically. Yeah. That being said, um, and I mentioned it before too, I have people I've never asked for a review that I maybe did a deal with a year ago or more. And um, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Like I wouldn't necessarily go, if you haven't been 
keeping up with people in your CRM, your yeah. first reach out after a year or two shouldn't be, hey, I forgot to ask you for a review when we did that deal two years ago. However, there isn't an expiry date on asking for a review. I think you just need to, um, starting today, be more diligent in how you ask people and how quickly you ask them. But don't discount the people you've worked with in the past, clients, colleagues, suppliers, and otherwise. Yeah. Um, just don't make that the, hey, we haven't spoken in a while message because that's in bad taste, I think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's like you got to find the right time and it might be different for different people. Um, so just do it where it's not going to be too inconvenient. So giving them that link, um, you know, if they need help with just crafting a message, obviously you're there to do that. But um, and it shouldn't be like a super long like book about like your the whole experience. Like it can be a few sentences. That's all you really need at the end of the day. So I, I would think, and I don't know this, I have no stat on this, but I would think people don't want to bother with reading several paragraphs from someone. They get the gist yeah. of good or bad in a pretty short and, and concise message. Yeah. And most of these reviews, if not all, it's not just the narrative, it's that one to five star rating as well. So mm -hmm. you couple like the stars kind of give you the overall, okay, good or bad. And yeah. then what goes with that will get a little bit more specific. Yeah. And you could even send them a picture of their house or like something that they could maybe post along with the review just to make it helpful. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think um, the other thing is if those, those of you that have assistance, this is a perfect job for an assistant, like a weekly or a twice a week post on Google, updating your pictures all of that kind of stuff can be put over to your assistant to do um, because it's not like it's it's requiring or even just asking for the reviews. If your assistant is also kind of like a transaction coordinator that has been communicating with your clients, that's something that they can ask for. So it just takes those tasks completely off your plate, but allows you to continue to create a really strong presence on one of the most important search engines ever. ever. In the world, in the world. <laughs> global domination this is this is this is the podcast to listen to that yeah that we really took that you took that pretty far there <laughs> i think we should title this this podcast how yeah. to achieve global domination <laughs> how to take over the goddamn world one review at a time <laughs> global domination that's not bad global I, domination the, the connection could be made it's a little extreme I, I'd like to test that out to see how much, if that increases our listenership from one week to another. Changing like, the post to how to achieve global domination. With Google reviews <laughs> in brackets. Avec <laughs> Google. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think uh, there's a lot that we could continue to talk about, but I'm pretty sure people have the gist and we invite everybody to reach out to us and tell us your strategies. Um, leave us reviews if we've worked together before and, yeah. and we'll do the same for you. Um, <laughs> and if, and, and as you said before, leave us a review on our podcast as well through iTunes. Um, that is always iTunes, Apple. Yeah, whatever. I think they give reviews on all of them. We still no. Like, I think no, no, no. It's just Apple, Spotify. Apple has has reviews. Yeah, Spotify does not. And but yeah. we're also on Google Podcasts. I wonder if there's reviews there. Hmm. And there's Amazon Pod. Everyone's in it. But yeah, stick to Apple if that's what you stick listen to. Apple. On. I think Apple's good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Help us out. Throw us a bone. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. Well, and with that, as always, we thank you for listening. This was episode 85, I think, of our- I think you're going backwards. Maybe. Really? I don't know. Oh, is it like 86? 90? I have no idea. This was episode 327. 3,762. Yeah. On if global you missed domination. the other. Yeah. All right. Well, we're good. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. You know what? You're, you're not bad. You're okay. Uh, all right, friends. Have a good week. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. Level up, 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 level up,